Alright, let's do it. Let's talk about video games. Video games. Welcome to another episode of WASD, aka WASD. I keep fucking forgetting every time I intro the show. Welcome to WASD. Welcome to WASD. I'm Joey. I am Ari. We're going to talk about the smaller independent stuff this episode. Creator created. Creator, yeah. Creator, <laughs> creator driven. Creator driven small games. Small shop. Indie. Mm. Your one stop shop for all things paranormal <laughs> and uh, indie. Sci fi. Sci fi. Spooky. Yeah. Was pod. Was. We're we, every podcast now. We have an email. Yeah. Let's read that first. Okay. Uh, this email is from Alexander Paulos. Paolo. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Paulos. He has uh, a question. What games do you guys think are just totally overrated? I know you mentioned Cave Story is one of those before. Are there any others that you just don't get the love for? Also tell Ari I hate him. Oh, all right. <laughs> this is starting out great. <laughs> Take back the friend of the show thing. First up, put Ari on blast. All right. Overrated games. Um, I mean, the easiest thing, I suppose, would be to always talk about, like, the Call of Duties or the things that are... That's so funny. That was exactly where I was going to go immediately. <clears throat> but I, in defense of Call of Duty, yeah, which doesn't really seem to happen anymore, Call of Duty Modern Warfare pretty much set the stage for what shooters are now. Like, for, like it, it did something different that no one else had done. What, what do you think that is? Infuriate 14-year-olds <laughs> that are super homophobic? Well, no, that's always... Those people have always been there. They were just playing, <laughs> From the beginning of time. They were just playing Halo and Uno first, and now, like, <laughs> dudes with their wieners out are the only people that play Uno. But it's... I'm talking about, like, the... How multiplayer works in those games with leveling up and perks and unlocks and kind of creating some sort of persistence with the online thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even want to give them that much credit. <laughs> but that that wasn't a thing until until Modern Warfare. Yeah, I mean, they just extended. They took it. They just happened to be there when the technology happened. But there were plenty of like first person shooters, co op first, like GoldenEye. You know, I think. Have you played GoldenEye since like '64 <laughs> era? No, the but I is, assume it's still great. The game is fucking garbage now. <laughs> no. <laughs> you remember how you had to like look around in that game? You had to use those small yellow C buttons. That's how you looked around. <laughs> That's gross to think about. Yeah. You moved around with the stick and then used the C buttons to like do the other. Ugh. But yeah, that just gives me shivers to think about. <laughs> but I assume everything else holds up, right? Oh, yeah. Graphics, you know, the look of it, the, the way that everything's like the faces are four sides. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I remember that in Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark was... Like, way ahead of its time. In yeah, that Perfect it, Dark. It couldn't even run on 64. <laughs> so ahead of its time. Okay, but I still... I, I, I understand what you're saying about Call of Duty, COD, being, like, innovative in that way. Yeah. But then, there's been 70 games since that first innovative one mm -hmm. that are just simply rehashes. Or, like, I guess <laughs> they had the semi-reboots uh, with the... What was it? One and two of... Uh, Black Ops. No, they, like they was, have split series now. Yeah, what was that? The one with the uh, Get Russian or whatever the f messed up one where you walk through the Modern Warfare Two. Oh, it was just Modern Warfare. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, Modern Warfare. So I mean, but they're still all the same freaking game, and the people who play them all do the same thing. They're still like, all I'm gonna do is camp out in a in a bird's nest and shoot people as yeah. soon as they spawn. 
it, it's tough because they are they are yes they are becoming like the same thing but that's the case with assassin's creed yeah, and, that's true. and madden like, and madden Every like any game. any annualized game is not going to have a great um what's the word like a innovation yeah well they're not going to iterate as quickly because yeah. they've they probably have three in the works right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know? So it's if people hate something in this year's Assassin's Creed, it's not going to get fixed next year. It's going to get fixed in the one after that. So the, the innovation and the iteration of those things is so much slower because in order to make them every year, they have to have one, like, in the bank. Yeah. But And already, just because it's starting later than most games, or you know, they're not going to be as innovative... I mean, earlier than most games, they're not going to be where the technology is or where the gameplay changes yeah. are as they're working, you know? So it's tough when you're talking about those big budget things to say they're overrated, because at this point it's fairly well, innocuous to me, because I don't really pay attention to annualized series very often. I don't really play Assassin's Creed. I don't really play Call of Duty anymore, but it's not hurting me that they're there. And I don't even really hear about them in, like, big... Because you're not 14. That, and it seems like um, almost that like pretentious film student-y thing of, I don't... Oh, attacking mainstream just because it's mainstream? Yeah, yeah. Kind of, or, or, you know, not talking about it because, oh, you know, you play... Oh, you probably only play Call of Duty and Madden. You know what I mean? Like, it's But just, at the same time, like, the, the actual gameplay of Call of Duty... I think like, it's fine. It it's just fine, but for how many people play it? For how many people? You know, it is I think ridiculous. that's what makes it overrated. It's not that people talk about it as the best game ever. It's that so many people play it so much when the gameplay mechanics are just like ah. That's true. You know. Yeah. You know, like you could play Titanfall, and that's much better. Which is sitting right there, and I still haven't fucking played it. <laughs> I, I I don't have an X bone, so I just <clears throat> played it for the first time this week, and it yeah. was it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I was so stoked for that. I was like, yeah, I got an Xbox. I'm going to play Titanfall. And then I got a copy from work for a work thing. Yeah. Like I needed to put it on in the background of a show or something. Yeah. Got past the tutorial so I could record audio for it. Haven't touched it since. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Probably because I didn't spend money on it. That tends to be the thing. Yeah. Like, was, I don't feel like I need to get worthless. my money out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and especially when there's so many other things that you want to play. Right. That are different and weird. And I mean... And, as, as awesome as it looks, I've played that game, essentially. <laughs> so, if, if you want to change the question a little bit, then and stay away from mainstream. What do you what do you think indie game wise? Yeah, I think that's the the big stuff is the easy target. Yeah. Um. Maybe Braid. Oh my God, that was exactly what I was going <laughs> to say too. <laughs> it, I'm. It, it it's a product of its time in that it did something that not a lot of other stuff had done, but yeah. I still don't get the constant love for it. There's some cool ideas with the time, the Prince of Persia thing, where you're re like rewinding. Can I haven't played Braid in a long time. That's not how it always is, right? It's like dependent on the area. Um, no, I thought everywhere you can do that. You could. Oh, but you you only need it to solve certain puzzles. I can't, rem- I can't remember. I there, I think it's people who pay attention to Braid for other than what you're doing in the game. Like the story. Th- yeah. The all princesses that, in the other All castle. the pretentious area stuff. Yeah. Like it's, it looks gorgeous. And like I said, it, it really paved the way for people being able to make a lot of money in that yeah. like, smaller space. But it's fine. <laughs> like it's an okay game. I like what it did for now, but yeah. I've tried to go back and beat it multiple times, and I just 
can't give a shit. It's hard to say that indie games are overhyped too, because like, if you add up all the attention that all the indie games get total, it's not that much. To even if you know seventy five percent of the indie game players are talking about this one game, it's still not that many people. Yeah, you know, so it's hard to say because like, there are plenty of games that I know got high Metacritics that I think are like I just think are garbage. I think that's as close as you get to overhyped. Mm-hmm. Like Lone Survivor was one that came to mind for me. Okay, where I just I, I thought it was so up its own ass, and it was like <laughs> riding the trend of eight bit chip tune. Like, which I love that stuff. You know, I've talked about how much I really love that stuff, but there was there was a wave of them where it's just everyone was doing that. It's so just it's, easier it, to it, make, it, I think. It's yeah. easier to make, and it is stylistic, um, which, I you know, it's cool that a lot of people were making, but I don't think it makes your game innovative when you're going with the trend, mm-hmm. not to take away from those other games that do it. With, with Lone Survivor, I think it was that he was actually able to make it kind of spooky with 8-bit looks. I, I just I didn't think it was spooky. I thought the story was lazy. Well, you're a hardened badass, so it's it's going to be harder to my my, my nerves are steel. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. balls are very heavy <laughs> and brass. I don't know if you know this about me, but my testicles weigh a lot. <laughs> it, it's it's the fake David Lynch. Like, yeah, I'm not going to write anything that makes sense because I want people just to figure out where. In that case, it's I'm not writing anything because I suck at writing. And I'm gonna tell people that it's because I want them to fill it in, but it, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, that's my overhead. I haven't heard of a lot of people who played Lone Survivor. Maybe, maybe for it to something to be over overhyped, it has to kind of be a, a popular, more popular thing. That's the problem. Because then it becomes like a, I just didn't like it. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's true. Whereas like with Braid, <laughs> well, I just don't think it it merits the Metacritic that it gets. Yeah, yeah. But, Again, that, like that doesn't mean very much in the indie game world when there's not that much attention total. Yeah, when it gets like ten reviews. Yeah, it's so fractured because mm-hmm. there's so many games. Uh, so what do you have for the second part of the the email? Um, tell Ari I hate him. I don't. I don't want to talk. I just. I'm done with that. <laughs> All right. Thanks for writing in, follows. You can write into the Wazd Podcast at wasdpod at gmail.com. Yeah, or you can post on the Wazpod group on Steam. On Steam? Yeah, just start a discussion with a question, or put a comment in with a question. And a little housekeeping before we keep going. We keep forgetting to put deadlines or end dates on our contests. (laughs) So, uh, we last episode had the Hotline Miami contest. We're going to say from now on, when a show goes up, like a week after the show. But we'll, we'll remind you with each contest, and... So Maybe. Why, why don't you remind everyone what the contest was? <clears throat> Last episode, the contest was to send us your most violent game that we have not heard of. Uh, you know, kind of a deeper dive because we want it to be somewhat challenging uh, for a copy of Hotline Miami. So you can email your, you, you know, can you can submit as many as you want. You can email wasdpod at gmail.com and I will send you, if you are the winner, a code. Or a way to redeem Hotline Miami. So the deadline now is... A week from when this goes live. So a week from when you first hear this, even if it's four years from now. (laughs) No. A week from when the posting date of the show is on iTunes. Uh, Different way to go. We can have another contest at the end of the show just so we can start getting back on schedule. (laughs) That's true. And we'll we'll give out more Steam codes and things also during the show. Yeah, yeah. So As normal. we'll, We'll extend the deadline for Hotline Miami a little bit because we're recording this so close to the previous episode going up. I didn't want to give people more than like two days to submit. Um... 
Should we give away a game before we start? Mix it up a are, little bit. Are we done with uh, emails? Yep, done oh, with emails. You know, actually, I want to revisit an email from last episode. <laughs> okay. Just because I didn't remember and I was sitting at home and I was like, shit, I can't believe I didn't mention these games. That like, the One question was game that you spend the most amount of time on uh-huh. or a ton of time on. The other one was guilty pleasures. Yeah. It's actually the same answer for both okay. for me. And I can't believe that I forgot this. That card game? It was the first online collectible card game. <laughs> <laughs> Which... I love those games, and so I can't play them anymore because I, like, I don't even want to try scrolls. What about Hearthstone? Joey tried to get me on that. I don't want to touch Hearthstone. <laughs> like, Dude, come on, it's free. I'll, the, the, that's how they get you, man. Yeah. That's the drug dealer thing. Like, I'll get too deep in them, and I'll really enjoy them. But the first game was this game called. Uh, Cron X. See, Which you told me about this, and it blew my fucking mind because I had not even heard of it. And you know what? At, it, it was. It's like Detroit. It's like the city of Detroit. It was <laughs> now. One, it is. Yeah. It yeah. was like at one point the most thriving, like interactive community. It was like one of the first like MMORPG style communities where people just go there to talk to each other, and there's like big discussions, and there's thousands of people at any given point, and uh, I think THQ had distributed originally but then slowly it started changing hands to smaller publishers to to deal with Mm -hmm. and it started getting smaller and smaller and then there was an influx of people when the company that owned it owned the license for the wwe card game (laughs) which like brought in a rush of people from that community who were just the biggest meathead idiots (laughs) sure they just didn't understand the the subtle nuance of cron x well because okay so how do you spell cron x by the way c-h-r-o-n and then x and it finally it so like detroit it's finally a husk of a city and it's dead it's Pompeii. It's it's like I'm looking at images for it right now. It's, yeah, the there you there was even a website where you could download the client and play the trainer and things like that with the deck that comes with it because it didn't take any network to do that. Oh, okay. That's all gone now. You can't. Oh. Even, uh, you might be able to download it through like CNET, and if you can, I would recommend it just to play around with it <laughs> because it is really a cool game. It was. Um, you know, in the vein of Shadowrun that I was talking about last time. As far as the world and everything? In, in charge, yeah, it's, it's a straight cyberpunk world game. There are different factions of cards. There's, you know, the corporation. There's the FFS, which is like the, the, the military, the U.S. military type thing. Mm-hmm. There's the monastery, which are like monastic kind of magical powers. So the, there are the, the same type of different classes. Um, there's tons and tons of different artwork and different cards, just like there is for Magic the Gathering. Uh, it's turn-based, so turn-based online multiplayer. You don't see those really at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but they did it really well. The community was really great where there were tournaments all the time where you could win cards and there were like rare, very rare cards. It's great that you're talking like with such fondness about this type of game because there are so many games that do this now. Yeah. And the fact that you don't play any of them I don't is play fucking any of them. astounding to I me. I spent so much time playing this. I would hang out like in high school in on like a Friday night. I'd stay home so I could play in tournaments because I would get a rush of like, I'd be in a tournament from, you know, 6 p.m. to, like, 2 a.m., you know, and I would be 
you know, wrecking house. I'd be, you know, it's, you go through round after round after round, and it's just your the adrenaline pumping. You have to pumping. be there. Yeah, you have to be there, and the adrenaline pumping <laughs> when you get down to that last round. And you get your free pack of digital cards. You get your free pack, or you even get like three rare cards. You don't even get a whole pack. Yeah. But I built up all my cards just from first. I got the free trainer deck where you can only, you know, it's basically a starter deck, yeah. and you can play it online, but you can't trade or get any new cards until you buy in. But there was a tournament that if you won with that deck, then they would give you a free code. So I won in, and then I won all the cards that I had. And I had a ton of really awesome cards. <laughs> so like I was super proud. I like my record was like awesome. I would like I was being uh, courted by like every faction or like every guild, <laughs> like a clan or something. Yeah, there were like a ton of these. There were like five or six like main humongous guilds, you know, yeah. and then a bunch of small ones. And they were all like, "Hey, man, you should really join. Like, you're pretty awesome." And I was like, "Yeah, I am pretty fucking awesome. I'm a lone wolf. I'm a lone man. wolf." <laughs> <laughs> I would have to like turn them down. And when I was getting too much attention, I like changed my name slightly. Wow. Yeah, I was. It was like awesome, and uh, <laughs> I would never, cause like I always wanted. I was like, I'm not like making friends online. That's so lame. So I would always keep like distance from yeah. people who would like. I'd see them a lot, and they like tell me about their lives and stuff. But I like never get engaged with anyone like that. Mm -hmm. But anyways, sketch. <laughs> uh, how many hours? About it's super embarrassing that I played that game. I can't even estimate it, like many, many, many hours. It was to the point where I probably could have sold my character and all my cards for six hundred dollars. Holy shit! Maybe because people were doing that. Maybe between four and six hundred. Mm -hmm. But then, then so, the bubble burst. All the WWE people came, and <laughs> people were like, suddenly you go from like the cyberpunk kind of like nerdy but like intellectual crowd to like big dumbass meatheads <laughs> like 13 year 12 year olds 11 year olds who are just calling everyone the f word and yeah you know oh you f word yeah they didn't even know what it stood for <laughs> <laughs> but then the rise and fall of chronics it like it even that community started tapering down and then it, it got down to like a thousand people and at any given time there'd be like 300 people in the lobby then there'd be 100 people in the lobby then there'd be 50 people in the lobby. The end times are nigh then it was like bad it was like four or five people then there was no one in the lobby but people would show up i was long gone by this point. i was to say are you still checking no, in I'm, <laughs> I'm long gone but every year or so mm. i'd get fond memories and be like oh, i wonder what's going on you know <laughs> chron x I'd, I'd get back in and ghost town but people would still show up at certain times for the tournaments you'd get 20 people okay then ghost town then it's offline and during this time it the the actual servers and the game property has transferred to one company to i think it was blue sky red dragon okay then there was this other one that was just this one guy who became a woman i remember you talking about some transgender uh mastermind that was running chron x it, at one it, point it was a big deal because it was like this one of the main like moderators who was a big person in the community then just told everyone that now I want everyone to call me Andrea. And it was like, you're in a game, man. It doesn't matter. No one, you, you know, you could just not not say anything. say anything about your gender. <laughs> Change your name to, like, cardboard, and then no one will even care. <laughs> but anyways, so whatever. This 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 woman now, yeah. um, she bought the thing and was like, I'm going to support it. I love this. I'm going to keep the servers up, and I'm going to come out with Chronix 2. And there was, like, a crew working on Chronix 2. 
and then there's been no word of it since 2012. Like there was Let there me... was a year or two of talking about development and they were showing off at game shows and things like that. Oh wow. Not actual game stuff, but they were they were promotional stuff. Yeah. And then now it's it's gone. The website is the domain is still owned, but it's just a blank white page. It says Chronix two coming soon? No, white page. And but if you, you can find old versions of the news site or mm-hmm. there's other things on the internet that says Chronix two coming. And the last post is like 2012, and there's like oh the Wikipedia maybe, but there's no li- the links from the Wikipedia are dead, and there's no no other word. So I I think it's just disappeared. It's gone the way of the dodo. Yeah, Chronix Two Beta News 2008. That's too bad. 2008. So this is um this is interesting in that they were doing a free to play card thing, like decades before that became. I think like this is, a, this is a person who did Chronix doing anything now. Do you know like whoever? I couldn't find. I, I haven't been able to find anything about them. You know, I I didn't go back to the first distributor, but I think it was THQ. So I don't know who at oh, THQ. Okay, so it was just a bigger company that made it. Yeah, kind of hard to see, but it was it was incredibly innovative in many ways. It was one of the first online multiplayers, massively multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know if it isn't massive. If just the lobby is, you could play anyone, but I, you're only playing one at a time. It's, it's an it's an online multiplayer. It's an online multi, but there was also a collectible card game way before Wizards of the Coast ju- jumped in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was steampunk. It was a different kind of card game where the 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 cards had hit points and things like that. Yep. So it wasn't even like a Magic the Gathering. Can, will you please play Hearthstone with me, <sighs> Joey? Just please load it up, please. <laughs> I, I want to see the Chronix years just come flooding back to you. And knowing that you don't have to put any money into it at all, and just I want to see what it does. I'll play it. Experiment, okay. I'll play okay. it once. I, it, again, I think the world of Chronix, like my love for cyberpunk stuff also Helped. lent. Yeah, yeah. It was genuinely a really well-made game. Yeah. So is Hearthstone, and I. But it's it draws from fantasy and Warcrafty stuff. Yeah, which I don't really care about. But even that, yeah. the game is still really good. All right, th- I'll try it. Okay, I don't have as high hopes. Okay, because <laughs> at this point, also, I'm a little. My patience is different. Where to read all these cards and remember them. Right. Even the uh, the simple deck building mechanics of the Adventure Time card game. Just fuck it. it no, I spent the time. It, it was it was simple enough, and the cards were laid back enough that i did but i i caught myself like deck building and like getting into it for that game which you know i which recommended like the it game i recommended it the first episode because it is like fun but it's a very light version of a card game yeah but even that i could feel the draw the yeah, pull and feel I, it. I don't want it i don't want the juice and it's if not I, online if i just spend a couple bucks and i can get another pack mm. no i the thing is i would never get drawn in money wise it was always time no oh, okay. because i was able to win shit and all right well we're gonna try hearthstone we'll report back next episode because i'm really curious it's not an indie game but we're gonna do it for science and, anyway and then the one other there's one other game that i spent a million years on that i won't get into now i could talk about some other time but was worms too okay yeah it ended in in terrible memories i don't want to talk about it but i spent a lot of time acid flashbacks and <laughs> lost friendships and all right let's let's give away a game before we get into show proper let's give away primal fears wasn't that uh a side fighter like for you're thinking of primal rage primal rage 
Primal Fears, I believe, is the game based on the Edward Norton breakout role crime uh, courtroom thriller. Primal Fear? With yeah. uh, the dude Richard Gere? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Gerbils. You know what? He was good in that movie. <laughs> yeah, so Gerbils is Edward be Norton. Damned. Yeah. But no, that's not what this is. I don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to say you control the gerbil in Richard Gere's ass. Was that a thing? Like, did I miss that? Because everyone just started making Richard Gere gerbil jokes, and I don't even know how that happened. Oh, really? That's yeah. like, that's as big of a rumor as little Kim getting her stomach pumped for semen. <laughs> Those were just the biggest rumors of all time around middle school for me. Oh, okay. Um, and maybe even before elementary school, it was just like everyone knew, like, oh, Richard Gere puts gerbils in his butts. <laughs> I like Richard Gere was like a big enough celebrity that people had to do that. Yo, he was the biggest. The biggest, yeah. yeah. All right, let's give away Primal Fears. What do you think Primal Fears is? Um, I think, okay, since it's an indie game, I think it's like a really dark, like, limbo. Uh, like, color palette is all black and white. Um, but it's it's an adventure game, and you're reconstructing okay. uh, some kind of, like, building up uh like some murder that happened and you have to find out how this woman died by piecing clues together i i like that i like that it's probably also one of those things it's like those really shitty um like find find them games like a an i spy type of thing for solving a crime yeah but let's see you know because there's a million of those games coming out now yeah yeah primal fears well the the colors look okay uh, way wrong <laughs> All right, what do we got here? Okay, it's a top-down. Isometric? Mm, I can't tell, it's still rotating. It's got uh, Inception sound, so... Yeah? Uh, didn't get that. Okay, it's like a zombie Okay. shooting. Top-down shooter. Um, right. Okay, looks cool. Uh, I'm not going to say it's Metascore, okay. so you should just download it. Because we're giving it to you. Someone let us know. Oh, this is funny, though. The first sentence in the description is, Due to a chemical known as Fargon, which is spelled P-H-A-R lowercase, G-O-N-E uppercase, E lowercase. <laughs> which, fuck them. <laughs> I, don't get, I don't get it. The world has been turned upside down. So, yeah, it's a zombie game. It's, it's, it sounds basically like uh, Biohazard. Or, I mean... Uh, Yes, it's Resident Evil. Resident Evil, <laughs> except top-down Resident Evil. And made probably worse, but let us know what you think. <laughs> probably a piece of crap that we would never play, which is why we're giving it away. Uh, notice the green bar underneath the video there. You already own Primal Fears. <laughs> yeah. Joey's not giving this away because it's garbage. Yeah. It's because he already owns it. Yeah. All right. 5YF15, or is that 5YFL5? Oh, God. Try both. I think it's... I think it's one because everything else is capital. So it's 5YF15, 59KR2-5M95B. Yeah. So enjoy the game. Please uh, report back. Either um, email us, uh, put a message on the uh, WazPod group in Steam, or put it on a review on iTunes and uh, let us know. You know, if you like the game, if you didn't like the game, the more detail you give us, the best, better. You, you'll, you'll be part of the podcast. You join the conversation. You could be our third co-host talking about your own game. Giving reviews and stuff. Yeah. Neat. Uh, so, yeah. Enjoy the game. Let us know how it is. Let's go into the show. Let's go into the show. 
Ho, you want to start your game? Yeah. First game. First game. I'm going to talk about space engineers. And I know that's kind of cheating because it's an alpha. Uh, or or not done, I should say. You know? Yeah, I don't I don't endorse this. Because it is an alpha? Yeah, because it's an alpha. It's not done. Here's here's the thing is that I played it and I felt like I had a complete experience. Okay. Even though they're still adding features and changing stuff around. Um, I found out about myself that I really like survival games. Not survival horror, but like... The, the adventure mode of Minecraft, yeah. where you're not trying to just build cool shit. It's where you're trying to scavenge for stuff and try to build up enough of a thing so that you can scavenge more shit and get build better stuff. Like, an RPG... It, oh, I'm having a really hard time articulating my thoughts. It's uh, like the ultimate <clears throat> solitaire, where you're playing the game like against the game. Yeah. But really you're just trying to prove to yourself that you can do a certain thing, like get a certain get a certain distance from the beginning. Yeah, and it's there's no really hard to find goal other than, you know, just don't die. Yeah. Which is pretty video gamey. And then in Space Engineers, you're doing it in zero G, which is awesome. You're doing it with a spacesuit controlling that thing. You just have to get used to it and then turn your brain off because you have to deal with WASD and then rotate like a ship. Oh, and yeah. then going like up and down. And hull. So yeah. you you can start to rotate. There's two buttons for rotating, which would normally be like a lean. The space bar will raise you up. C will raise you down, and it's your hands are dancing all over the keyboard, but it just somehow works. Like you you get in tune with so it. So you're literally you're not on anything. You're not jumping from thing to thing. You're just freestanding, floating in in gravity. It well it depends. There's a uh, Space Engineers, for a really quick overview, is pretty much Minecraft in space with different graphics, okay? Can you cut trees with your hand? <clears throat> there are no space trees. Oh, okay. okay. So, Going they're, trying, they're trying to... Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that as soon as someone really finds out how to do Minecraft that doesn't look like Minecraft, yeah. that's going to be huge. And this is the closest thing I've seen to it, uh, in that there's, there's a giant asteroid in front of you. You can start drilling, and it starts to chip away at it, but you're not, like, pulling off cubes. You know what I mean? Like, it's it rocks fly away that you can pick that up. That you and collect. Then, yeah. They're physical, in physical space. Yeah. So, it's... People are starting to figure it out more and more, like, with a voxel-based system, where they they can make it look like a real object, but you can still chip away at it. Yeah. And well, how what alpha build is it at? Um, it's it's pretty deep in there right now. Like, um, has it been an alpha for a good time now? Yeah, that yeah. Because I saw it, it and seems I, like it it won't be changing that much more. I think it'll only be it'll definitely only be getting better, but there's enough in it right now that it's you not can at do. the point where they're going to dramatically change the features. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, update. Um, they're calling it 1.033. So who knows if it started at 0.01 one or something hey is space engineers actually out it doesn't look like it's alpha maybe they're just making it bigger oh okay i approve of the game now <laughs> <laughs> well that shows how much i did research in the background of this thing but it yeah i don't see a thing that's mentioning it as uh as an alpha anymore alpha anymore dedicated servers that's cool so um that one-ups minecraft right there yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> eat a uh, Dick Mojang. Mojang. Uh, so yeah. release originally was October 23, 2013. Was the first alpha, official, I guess. Or maybe that was the official release of it. Because that wasn't too long ago. 
No, 2013. We're in 2014, buddy. I know. That was like a year ago. Is it October? Oh, you're right. It's like six months. <laughs> I don't know what we are. Uh, anyways, <sighs> there's there's two modes. There's a create mode. Then there's the survival mode. The survival mode can start you with like a couple different setups, which is neat. Uh, like how bad or how screwed you want to be in your situation. And uh, what this does that I've not really seen a lot of other things do is you can build a ship yeah. from scratch that you can then actually physically go inside of. And create, like, inside space where, oh, there's storage compartments, and you can go to the cockpit and then start piloting. So then it becomes space-based DF9 or whatever? Uh, Oh, maybe a little bit, you know. Where it's, like, simulator It's less. It's less um, making sure the simulations are all running together, and it's more just creating something that's structurally sound. It's more Minecraft than Dwarf Fortress. Yes. Yes, um, so there's there's three objects you can build. It's the the big ship, the small ship, and then a station, mm-hmm. which is a non-pilotable like platform that you start building out. It's like an R game, uh, William and I's game. We found like this giant opening in an asteroid, build a platform, and from there we're like scri- using scraps from that's the, your base. That's now. our base yeah. of operation. But you spawn in your ship. Okay. So what had happened was. Uh, one of us eventually died, and then our ship like ran out of fuel, so we technically couldn't spawn in there, and it just gives you another ship. I don't know if it's an oversight or but if that's just the original ship is still out is there. Still there. So you can go just get it. We just scrap it. We just start oh. taking it apart and then transferring stuff over onto our platform using the raw material to build up from scratch. Um, yeah, that seems like a big loophole. It does. Like you could abuse the crap out of that. I, I'm trying not to on purpose. Okay. Because I want it. I want there to be somewhat of a challenge otherwise it's just pointless for me to do i'll just go into create mode if i just want to build a base up yeah but it makes everything you build way more important because i had to harvest like seventy thousand iron things in order to build this platform whereas i could just click and build it in in create mode yeah uh, i don't like games uh where like the create mode is the main draw because if I'm going to spend my time creating something, I'm going to make a fucking like cartoon or an episode of Destructobox that I never fucking make anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to go into a game and just be like, hey, look at this awesome ship I made. Like, <laughs> yeah, like Kerbal Space Program or more like uh, Little Big Planet. Yeah, like Little Big Planet. So it's it, that's so much work. <laughs> so much for no payoff. Yeah. And it's, it's like it, it's great that people could have that creative outlet. Yeah. But I have so many other ones that if I... Yeah, you could do that in Game Maker and have a game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what's cool is they do have the the workshop support, so you can just download awesome huge shit that people have made. So you're still on board for other people wasting their time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that makes it awesome. Yeah. <laughs> there was this. Um, there's a video, and I think it's the number one downloaded thing on Space Engineers right now. Like you can sort by rating. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it's this guy who made this multi-part drilling system ship. It's called the Parasite mining rig and there's sort of like a uh, uh, a sizzle video for how it works you you can you ram the ship into an asteroid lock it in and then it has like different parts that separate burrow into it yeah and then it uses like this front end he built that has like a thousand drills on it and it can just like harvest this asteroid in like a fraction of the time it would take for you to do it by hand but this guy he made it so that it can come apart and like you know, turn into like a essentially a catch-all with a gravity well at the bottom of it, so it pulls in the shit that falls out of the asteroid into the. Oh wow! It, like it's like a vacuum cleaner that's yeah. also a drill. 
so there's like the massive drill bit that you can control and then he you have to pilot all the other pieces and create like the cup what you can do in this game is fucking unreal yeah that's so, that's pretty incredible yeah it like i i like that it's the zero g i think that is enough to make it stand out on its own but holy fucking shit can people do amazing stuff with that is is there weird stuff like can you go to hell or go to other no, dimensions no. like is there stuff to unlock that's not obvious from the game no, I don't think can so. Can you land on any planets? Like there, you like when you start the game, you can tell like how big the asteroid field is that yeah. you want it to be. Uh, you know, the biggest they call it massive or whatever has X amount of asteroids, but it says like only use sixty four bit processors, uh, which William didn't have, so we didn't do that. I just did large instead. Okay. Um, the only thing that's kind of tricky is when you look at it, you're like, wow, there is a ton of shit in there that I could fly to. Yeah. The background is a solid piece. Okay. Okay, and then you have the like floating... a painted mat. Yeah. yeah. And then you have the um, the asteroids that you can actually go to floating in the middle of that. Okay. So where I'm at in the current game is that I've lost those, like the the actual physical things I can go to. Yeah. And I have no idea where the fuck I am. Oh, interesting. So now it's just darkness you're floating in. And I'm I'm floating in what looks like the level because that that because background it's so mat. So large, you just. Yeah, it looks like I'm still not know where you are. Yeah, and there's no like end to the Yeah, there's no points to orient yourself. Which I appreciate because there wouldn't be like an invisible wall in space. Yeah. But also, if that's the case, then I should be able to like home in on home base. (laughs) Because Yeah, or like tracking so that you could see, you know, some kind of GPS for your stuff. Which they do have up to like six thousand kilometers away or something, but if you get further than that, then you can't see anything. There's no relays that you can set? No, not that, that I know oh, of, okay. yeah. So I I think what you're talking about with like the hell and like getting other things in the world. Yeah. Is they have these other ships that just show up on your like uh, your screen. That's like, oh, this thing is 10,000 kilometers away. And it says, you know, like supply ship. So you can fly all the way out to there. Mm-hmm. And then get that ship, take, bring it back to your base. And it's and just empty, or you're boarding them like pirates. It's empty. Yarr! So that makes Space me think pirates. that there's still a lot more to come because you can you can get guns. Oh, you got to shoot something. Yeah, and there, right now there's nothing to shoot. Maybe they'll just turn into Starship Troopers. I'd be fine with that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, let's do Starship Troopers. Like some sort of creeps. The creeps in this game are just meteor showers, oh. Wh- which is why like I built my. Um, I built my base in kind of inside an asteroid. The bulk of the asteroid just takes all the meteor yeah, showers. Because if you're outside, yeah. those things just fuck you up. Like, big time. See, uh, yeah. It looks very cool. I think I would get bored. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Because, like, <laughs> if there's not weird stuff for me to create uh, my own, like, uh, achievements for, you know, like, set goals for myself, mm-hmm. if there's not even that... Well, I mean, there is in that what you need to survive. No, it's it's stuff like you have to have a health station, and in in order to mine, you have to have a refinery. And what's the have you played it all on a public server where there's other people? Mm -mm. Okay, because that would be interesting to me. But then I guess you just turn into Eve Online or something. I think it turns into lots of people accidentally or on purposely breaking your ship. Yeah, because stuff like collisions of ships (laughs) will like tear off parts of the ship. Which is oh, cool man. until you do it by accident. Sorry, and then yeah. this is my first day. Sorry, I thought I was was far away enough. Oh my bad again. 
You're just making it worse. I don't know how to fly. <laughs> I, it's it's really cool. I I hate to do this now, but can I borrow some iron? <laughs> The I think my favorite thing that they did in there is the way that they've set up the building components makes you actually feel smart when you're oh, talking really? about them and the way you're doing it because you harvest shit at like you get kilograms of it or whatever. Yeah. So there's like two levels of resources. You can go to the planet and harvest raw material mm-hmm. like powder. So here's like iron powder. Cocaine. Cocaine. You put that into a refinery to make bars. Okay. <laughs> so we got an iron ingot now. Yeah. And then using all those refined raw materials. So that's why it's called engineer. I think so. That's the engineer part, not just like well, space survivor. And and it's you build complicated things using like uh, Every, yeah conveyor systems and stuff. But now that we have the ingots, we use those raw resources to make our uh, components. So there's things like uh, building component or large steel tube so you have to basically harvest resources to make new resources that allow you to build the stuff you actually want to build so my steel block like one steel block takes uh 25 steel plates to make a steel plate i have to harvest iron into an ingot and then make that into a steel plate and do you have plans that you're working off of or do you just create the plans yourself like you know i want a, a shield here and so the thing i can use for a shield is this iron plate and to make an iron plate i know i have to do all this other stuff yeah well you can in your inventory there's like a a, a special inventory that shows you every single block you can make yeah and then you set those to your bar and then when you try to put one down it tells you what you need for it okay so it's like to make this um we'll say like conveyor tube it's going to take you five so it tells you it tells it you. tells you what okay. all the stuff is yeah but using your ship um you have to refine you have to use the assembler and then there's like a storage container and it's all this stuff that when talking about it with william you slowly like <laughs> you get the lingo yeah you get the lingo and it makes it actually sound like you're kind of know what like what's going on and what you're talking about and what this weird place is i could survive in space yeah i could fucking do this gravity is stupid why doesn't she just build a conveyor belt out of ingots and then i go fly off and get this satellite and then i never find my way back (laughs) well looks like i'm lost in space yep looks you know what i did actually to get out of that is i uh i just rammed myself into the satellite till i died so i respawned to my ship Uh, probably if I just head off in one direction, I'll eventually make it back. Great band. Four hours later, it's just like, oh boy. <laughs> I think I went the wrong way. Oh boy. <laughs> it's it's really fun. I like it a lot. And there's a thing called inertial dampener, which just sounds cool because it sounds like an actual space. I just want to beat you up so hard right now. Inertial dampener? Ugh. Why? It's just so nerdy sounding. Why is it so nerdy There's also sound- a really cool thing, inertial, because my jock... Uh, blood, even though uh, no, I don't. Well, you hate played. you hate them. They I've ruined Chron X for I've you. I've never played a sport. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've played sports. I'm more jock than you. That's true. Come on. So uh, well, I have one last question. Yeah. Uh, with the ability to make and customize stuff, can you make stuff like the Millennium Falcon? Yes. Oh. And you can download it from Workshop. Oh, even better. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get that level of detail where you can make stuff that is, is like you can make a giant sphinx from space balls yeah well um, people have made fucking incredible stuff there's a there was one that was like a warhead there's the planet express planet express ship that's cool um well yeah there there's the millennium falcon of course 
Uh, but people have made this one. It w- Does it say how many parsecs it can do? The kibble, kibble run in or whatever that is? <laughs> the Kessel Run? Kessel Run. Not Kibble Run. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't even like Star Wars and I know Kessel Run. Come yeah. on, Ari. <laughs> the, I, I mean, you can you can pretty much do whatever you want if you're going to spend the time on it. And that's right. just something I'm not going to do. But it, Did it anyone was, make a giant wang? I'm sure. Space wang? S- where's the spring? Space wang? There's Mass Effect ships. Yeah, of course. There was uh, a giant. Course. There was a giant. Oh, there's one. the Deep Space Nine ship <laughs> from Star Trek. Yeah, there's Warhammer, the Space Hulk. Oh yeah. All right, that, so there's a lot of cool stuff you. Can that make. was one. Um, the the Warhammer 40k inspired one took me like five minutes to walk through. Oh my god. Yeah. That's humongo. It was huge. Like multiple levels, corridors, multiple cells. Like the person who made it spent a fuckload of time on it and it's awesome that you can do that i'm not gonna do that you know what but just for someone to have done that when it's only officially out for six months like that's pretty good yeah like they couldn't have spent that they couldn't have spent years no 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 no, yeah yeah but But it's still more time than they should and you know i like it because it's actually usable in minecraft you build stuff and it's just there yeah like in this you build it and you can give it actual functionality like it has a drill on it or a laser gun or something yeah so that at the end of it, you can then use that to do something. Yeah. Which is neat. It's a very cool looking tool. Yeah, exactly. Space engineers. Check it out. I like it. <laughs> Dink. Joey approved. All right. What do you got? All right. My next game will be the Swapper. Swapping the swapper, which every time I hear that, it sounds like a gross title to me. Yeah, it's about uh, swapping your wife with another dude's wife, and you watch him just hammer away at her in front of you. <laughs> it's about some poops. It's about gross people. It's about butt to butt pooping. The shit transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, no you swap. This game is none of those things. What? Yeah, it's, I'm out. It's a puzzle game. Yeah, puzzle platformer. It came out originally. May 30th of 2013, so this one's truly uh, about a year, but it's not out yet for, um, you know, PS3, PS4, Vita, it's coming out for all those things, but those days... I don't know how you do that with the way that that game controls. I used the controller. Oh, you did? Yeah, it actually works really well, um, which it shouldn't, but they found a way to make it work, and you can specify whether you're playing with an Xbox 360 controller or a PS3 controller. Oh, wow. Like, they did a lot of work to make it functional, and I primarily or only play it with my Xbox 360 controller. Okay. Um, And I think it does what Steam is planning, you know, wishes to do with their new controller to handle games. uh, Oh, like have kind of a touchpad. Yeah. So one one of the thumbsticks controls a looking around, but it's a, you know, it's a... The side, side scroller mm-hmm. so it's not like a first person like halo looking around but you control a flashlight that looks up and down and you're walking back and forth with the other stick okay and jumping if you want there's also a jump button um the <laughs> game is essentially a puzzle game i would say closest resembling portal Okay. It's closest resembling Portal because it has like a basic mechanic that they were they then able to use in many many different ways yeah, yeah. to solve different puzzles, and the puzzles are I would say just as well made as uh, Portal. And then what's the the central thing? I think I know what it is, but so I don't want to I don't want to give away too much, but just to lay the background, just to set the tone, 
you start out as a guy screaming inside of an escape pod in a spacesuit. Okay. Yeah, it's and just from there, it's already like awesome. <laughs> okay. Like, this is cool. The look of it is very, very good, um, without feeling like uh, an EA game. You know, it's still like they spent a lot of time to make the lighting look really good and and uh, the movements very fluid. But uh, it's still a very different, quirky kind of look. I don't know if I have it. I'm looking to see if I do. Like uh, Portal, though, too, is it, it's basically a puzzle game, but there's a big story around it that's actually engaging. I would say the biggest difference is it's not funny. It's mm-hmm. not funny at all. Um, there's uh, also a little bit of that um, that like creepy David Lynchy thing that I was talking about before, where there's this tone that's set by kind of um, cryptic sayings okay but the it all falls within the story that's very approachable and comprehensible okay and it makes sense why those cryptic things are there and there's payoffs for it um you're basically collecting orbs that you need to unlock different areas of a spaceship that you're exploring that's abandoned all the crew's been killed off um i won't get too much into it you can do the mechanism that you use, like the portal gun, mm-hmm. is that you have this device which you can shoot to create clones of yourself. Okay. And then you can shoot your consciousness into those clones. To become like the primary guy that to you're become the And then you can kill your original body. <laughs> okay. And you can kill the clones like nobody's business. That's super awesome. Yeah. So It's a really like grim but awesome story beat and mechanic at the same time whereas the portal gun is just a mechanic this actually feels like it impacts the story and the way that the character is going to end up in a weird way and the story is about it also about that about that gun and about that mechanic okay in in a in a wider sense like it's not just about that but that plays a heavy part in the story mm-hmm. um i was really impressed with the puzzling i would not watch the video on steam because um, it gives away because it gives away uh you know a lot of the the puzzles is just thinking about different ways of utilizing it oh okay and it doesn't give away everything but i really don't want to talk about too much about the mechanics because that will help you solve these puzzles that um you really, miss the eureka yeah, moment the re- eureka moment is it's very satisfying the puzzles aren't too hard they're not like you have to click in the right place and so you're just you know process of eliminating uh all the different ways of doing this it's genuinely like you think it through you look at it you think it through for a minute or two and then you're able to do it um there shouldn't be anything where you ever have to go online to look something up okay it's so just it's, it's a matter just of, hard enough to make you feel like you you like did some work smart yeah, yeah. okay that's cool like, i've never gotten f- frustrated okay. but i've always been intellectually stimulated by them you know it's not they're not stupid mm-hmm. uh, it's not like when i was talking about monument valley like you know those puzzles are fine they're not just really, a means to an end they're a means to an end <laughs> yeah. this the puzzles are, are really really good and the it looks gorgeous it's gorgeous it's a gorgeous game there's act voice acting that's really good i had to turn on the subtitles because i couldn't hear it that well um, but other than that, uh, yeah, your guy never talks. It's always like narration around you, kind of like oh, in okay. Portal. Um, Where is it? Do you know who's giving the narration, or is it just a narrator? No, you do. Okay. But, yeah. So, um, I would say they they knocked it out of the park with every part of this game. Yeah, it's got a pretty high Metacritic too. Developers are just people's names, a four person team. Um, well, it's it's Facepalm Games is the publisher who yeah, the, also developed it. So I think 
those guys are the people who make up facepalm games okay. and they're Finnish. Oh, okay. I, I bet you this is a game that got government money from like Finland. Yeah. You know how like European countries will fund uh, artistic endeavors mm-hmm. and a lot of those games. And it's been to the detriment for a lot of games because there's a lot of European games that get way too much money for how shitty the game is. Or the the up-its-own-ass premise. Up-its-own-ass, yeah. This one, they used. if they did get government money, they used it all really well. <laughs> uh, everything runs so smoothly. Also, for how the mechanic, when you're cloning, it slows down time so you could get your clone in the place that you want it oh okay but it doesn't stop time so you still have some time restraint but that also cuts down on any frustration from just like having to get the the dexterity right Mm -hmm. yeah or like you know uh process of eliminating anything um it looks it looks really neat i like that sort of uh going on with space engineers and him being a spacey man looking guy it's that sort of deep depressing space but not horror really is a cool yeah no it's it's more like stressful uh like the feeling of emptiness and desolation mm-hmm. desolation i think is is the, like the theme there is there more are you the only living thing in this place i'm not gonna talk about the story i'm not at liberty to say yeah i don't i mean i've just i've had so much fun un- unearthing the story i'm I'm still... I haven't beaten the game. I wanted to beat it before, but I just haven't Full had disclosure. Time. Yeah, but I've played it a lot. I, I think I've put in three or four hours at this point, mm-hmm. which is a, a good amount. I don't think it's a very long game because it already feels like I've worked through a lot of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it is either. But it keeps... When you... It's expanded bigger than I already even thought. Okay. Like, it keeps getting bigger and bigger, which is very cool. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the swapper the swapper not not, to, not swapper not to be confused with wife swapper or wife swapper. ass swapper or sh- poop swapper poop swapper dot forthcoming g- games dot from gift. explosive magic <laughs> yeah was production swap wife swap poop swap yeah a cuckold fantasy division of explosive <laughs> magic <laughs> i just like watching buff dudes banging away on my wife this <laughs> is the game that satisfies that yeah all right great next game Talking uh, in games we haven't finished, but we're going to talk about it anyway. I'm going to talk about 1001 Spikes. Hey! Or Abin Hawkins in 1001 Spikes. <laughs> Abin. Abin. Real name, folks. <laughs> Dude, take their word for it, even mm-hmm. though you've never heard it. Abin. Not Evan. Abin. This game existed as uh, Abin Hawkins 1000 Spikes as an indie game on Xbox 360, which is where I first purchased it. The, ar- the, in the arcade or whatever it's called. I think, isn't it just the indie section? Indie now? Okay. Like, basically, it's Minecraft clones, vibrators, <laughs> and then, like, zombie twin stick shooters. And mount your friends. <laughs> and also mount your friends. Yeah. Um, but uh, I bought it there for a couple dollars. How, how long ago? Uh, over a year ago. Okay. Uh, it is now all, uh, available on PS4, Vita, uh, Steam has a thousand and one spikes and it's sort of their remastered version of that game which i did not know buying a thousand and one spikes i thought this was a new experience and in some ways it is but it's fifteen dollars versus a dollar or two you, you say remastered though uh it doesn't look any not though, not right? rem- remastered is the wrong word um re reissued with a they added more shit yeah but it's not it the game that you play before is not different than this other than there's more shit 
There's more shit. I think you can play the original game in 1001. Okay. But I, th from my understanding, because I haven't gone back, because my 360 is really hard to hook up <laughs> at this point, um, that the the main game in 1001 is new, and then you can eventually unlock the levels from the original. Can you still buy the original on 360? I think so. Would you, at this point, recommend that over this for the two bucks versus 15 bucks, or? For the, yeah, for the two bucks versus 15 bucks, would you recommend that? Or do you think there's enough added that you would, up, if you were coming to this fresh, you would just buy it? I think I, it's tough because of the money thing. If you're going to play it at all, you probably should just play the newest version because they've honed it. Okay. And there's more to it. Uh, like yesterday when we were trying out some of the multiplayer sections of this, uh, they have almost what looks like original Mo Super Mario Brothers where you yes. have to collect shit and do keep away and it's, it's a single one solid screen. screen yeah. yeah which that was really cool and i didn't know even know that was in there that was cool but i would say we already felt the extent the limitations of that game mm -hmm. just playing it for 15 minutes yeah but i i could see it with four people it'd be cool i i could see that but if i, I mean i would just never play that over towerfall or sure. samurai gun no that's or, fair you know yeah, it doesn't uh, do anything. I mean, it's it's awesome they added it. Mm -hmm. It's one more aspect of that game, but yeah. the the base experience of a thousand and one spikes is a side-scrolling platforming game that um, really wants you to kill yourself in real life, <laughs> or it just wants to kill you. Because in the game, fuck you for playing this game. Fuck you. Yeah, uh, you have a thousand and one lives to beat six worlds is sort of the premise and they even put in this really bizarro story where abin hawkins who's the guy you play abin abin real name is the guy who's like your indiana jones and your father something hawkins was also like a really famous explorer so he and you uh did not get along right there's so much story here yeah. For no reason. For no reason. Including uh, anime cutscenes. <clears throat> yeah, this is Animated where I got anime this cutscenes. is where I got that story. And it was kind of funny because the original was called Abin Hawkins, but there was there wasn't really a lot of this backstory from what I remember. Yeah. Um, but the entire premise of why you're going on this journey is your father is he is dead or missing, and he left you a note telling you about this place. Going out for smokes. <laughs> he left you he left you like a thing in his will that his sister gave you. It was essentially telling you about this place, and it's like I bet you can't do this you fucking pussy jesus christ dad you're dead most likely why would <laughs> yeah. you want me to go after you he's like i bet you can't handle it and then Abbott hawkins is like i bet i can handle it and then you die 900 times yeah and then that's that's his entire reason for going through this ancient ruins <laughs> somebody had some sort of daddy issues yeah i wonder there's no subtext there about the creator of the game <laughs> not at all well i to be fair i've never heard of like a fuck you dad story being the basis for an an archaeological expedition, so I guess it's sort of breaking new ground. Uh, but the gameplay of the base game, side-scrolling, um, level-based, six worlds, I think there's about five per, uh, five actual screens so 30 per. 30 total. Ish. Uh, you have a thousand and one lives, and you die with anything. You anything will fucking kill you. Yeah, you need all thousand. And you have to beat every level in one life. If you die, you're back to the beginning of the level, like the beginning, the beginning. Super unforgiving. Yeah. So you're jumping around, and as you go through the level, you find out where the traps are, which there's a handful of them you won't know are there until they kill you. <laughs> so just to beat a level 
uh, that you've never played before, you're probably going to die about 20 times to learn the pattern of the level so that then you can go back, beat the level, in theory, with only one more life, or most likely 50 more. Uh, I am on world five. So before <laughs> we get your opinion on that system, mm-hmm. how do you feel about the look of it, the design of the maps, other than the killing you part, the the music, all the stuff I, that church you had, the control feel? I like the music. They get you back into the game almost immediately. Immediately, You die, it's seconds later, like less than a millisecond. second. Milliseconds, yeah, yeah. yeah. Milliseconds later, you're back in the game doing it. So even though you're dying every four seconds, you, it's not like you have to wait for a loading screen to go back to the beginning of it. There's very little downtime when you're not playing. You're always yeah. playing. Yeah, exactly. So, and the look of it, I, I appreciate for the... What it's, what it's doing is it's reminding me of how I used to play games when I was a kid. Uh, regular Nintendo games and stuff just fucking hated you. They wanted you to lose. They wanted you to not beat it because, you know... Well, it was because most of them came out of the arcade mentality. Mm-hmm. So the Feeding more you die, the more cores you feed. And then from there, it came the home systems, which were still kind of based in that yeah, same development. The, the design uh, principle. So this this is almost like playing an old NES game today where there's no real concern for like the player accessibility other you know it's fine to control it and all this stuff and they teach you how it works but yeah. I mean, in terms of well I don't know the player might not know what to do here maybe we should put in some sort of hint or something like that like it's fuck not like you <laughs> meat boy where they train you they by train doing simple like simple th- they build the map in a way that you have to do things that you'll learn from to get to, the game. to an extent they do that, and then the game proper starts, and then if you can't figure it out, it's on you. In, in Thousand One Spikes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do it a lot less, I'm saying, than Meat Boy. Yeah, yeah. Which really, like, even though it's another game where you die a million times and it's training you, Meat Boy, you can figure out what you're supposed to do without dying. It's just so hard yeah. that you have to get the dexterity down by doing it a thousand times. And this one, though, I really... <clears throat> even the person who is the best at this game, I don't know if you'd be able to just go through a level your first time. Because there's so many things that are going to kill you, and you're not going to see Yeah, the them. only person who would do that is the guy who put the traps there, the guy yeah, who made the yeah, game. Yeah. So, it's tough to say that I, I think this game is for everybody, because it's definitely not. But it's also, I think it really does what it sets out to do, which is to recapture the way that those types of games used to feel. But... I've never like had so little fun playing a game that I liked. I like this game, and you, you're drawn to play it more. Yeah, I've gone back to it multiple times, yeah. and like I have it on my Vita, so that I can do it for like 30 minutes, and then. Do you think that's the best platform for it? No, what I do, think I think, think the best is uh, like the PS3 or PS4 because then you have those multiplayer options. Okay. I don't have anyone around me that has a Vita. I'm sure you can do those things on there as well, but. Whereas on PS4, we can plug in another controller, and then we were doing the Mario mode. Or we were doing the story mode with two people, which is kind of broken, as we were seeing. Yes. Unless you can have two people doing the level, like, at the same time in the same spaces, odds are you're going to fuck up the level for the person who's behind you. Yeah. The one person basically has to take point, and then if that person dies, it's over. Yeah, yeah. So there's no point of having the other person. Which is a bummer. I wish they would have, you know... Like design stuff in a way or... or just design stuff in a way that the levels don't collapse so that they become unbeatable if you mess up 
Yeah, um, or they could have even just had separate maps. Like, yeah, and made the true. multiplayer smaller. You know, here's there's just 20 maps or 10 maps. That's designed around more that's than one just person. just multiplayer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's true. Um, the or big, not included multiplayer. Yeah, and it... it you know, I don't want to sound like I'm crapping on the game because I like it enough that I bought it again. Obviously, I knew what this was going into it. But did you know that it wasn't that much different? No. I, I thought it was a new okay. experience, but there's a lot in there. Like, all those other modes, there's stuff on the menu that's still question mark. Like, I don't know what it is. Yeah, so, they did spend time. Yeah, they put a lot of content in they there. They weren't just twiddling their fingers mm -hmm. during that whole time. And the the thing that I I find really fascinating is the, the inclusion of two different jumps. So there's one jump... That is more horizontal and another jump that's more vertical well it's like a short and long jump well it's it's a height like a, a higher jump yeah and then there's one that can jump you more left to right oh okay yeah so those two different jumps super easy to understand the differences when you're doing it but when you're in the game and you have to remember the level you have to remember where the traps are and then you have to remember which jump to use almost every time you will fuck it up yeah and that's kind of awesome <laughs> because it's it's all right there in front of you you know like i've never seen another game do that but uh i i did i only played it for maybe an hour tops half hour mm -hmm. i didn't like it <laughs> okay you were you're over it well it just felt like work to me it is it is work and you i know and the reason i wanted to beat it it wasn't because i was having like a great time i was because fuck that game i want to <laughs> i want to beat you game and you told me that and then i got sucked into that too like we were on a level and it was like, I have to beat this level. Yep. And I can't stop until I beat it. So I'm going to play another 15 minutes and die a bunch of times. Yep. But it's work. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going through the same motions. I'm doing the same thing. I'm like trying to find the things that are going to kill me. And it, I don't know. I just didn't. I, I like unforgiving games. But that one, because the element of not like, oh, I needed to just do this differently. It was like. I just couldn't do anything. What I just, the I, fuck, game? I had to go through the level to die to find out how to not die. Yeah, the and next it, time it's not. But it's not like super time force you were talking about, where it's like dying helps you, or like uh -huh. you know, it's just like you're dead and frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I like a challenge every once in a while, and I I'm still gonna go back and finish like the main thing just because I want to win. I say play Super Meat Boy. Just do that. <laughs> That's Super Meat Boy is a better platformer. This one is more. Um, more like daddy issues in this than Super Meat Boy. <laughs> you mean the creator just had daddy issues? Yeah. In in as far as I can tell. Yeah, no, he does. That's mm. pretty clear. Yeah. So I guess yeah, Meat Boy doesn't have that. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, play a demo if you can. Buy the. If you hate your dad, this is the game. <laughs> if you hate your dad and hate yourself, this is the game for you. You just cashed in, brother. <laughs> Why'd you put that on the back of the box? Yeah. <laughs> uh, buy the buy the indie one on xbox 360 first and if that if you dig that then this is just more of that like a bigger experience with multiplayer yeah i guess that's great because it's two dollars to buy in initially yeah yeah <coughs> a super low barrier entry but i i think it's fascinating that it exists and that there was a, a push for it on ps4 but i don't think it's for everybody it's for me but because fuck that game i want to win that's why it's for me <laughs> I, I seem to have that mentality when a game is pushes back too hard, then I just push back harder, which is why I played Splunky as much as I did. Yeah. But this one, I just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it eventually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Beat those thousand and one spikes. Yeah. <laughs> which every single one of those is gonna kill you. Yeah. All right. Next game. All right. Next game. I had to talk about it. 
I forgot I even was going to, which tells you something about it. But I have to at this point talk about it, which is Transistor. Yep. Uh, let me just say off the bat, this game is awesome. Okay. It's, it's I I thought it was awesome. I feel like you're saying that first to to combat what you're gonna say next. I am because yeah. I don't want because there's there's you know there's well just the fact that I didn't I wasn't like super pumped to talk about it mm-hmm. says something about it. But or that you forgot you were gonna talk that, about. <laughs> yeah. Well, just because it had been you know two days. <laughs> yeah. my, my memory's not the greatest. <laughs> I have a brain thing. That's, I have a brain thing that creeps up every once in a while but there's not even a big butt i don't even know why i'm selling it like there this. is for me and i'm i want to yeah. see what you're gonna say first okay so. so the the good things about transistor super giant games just came out a few weeks ago music's again darren korb and like sad lady voice sad lady voice is beautiful <laughs> that's beautiful uh it's a really cool game where you play a, a, a strong female protagonist, Red, yeah, and her talking sword, and you're basically going around this future city, uh, kind of cyberpunky, also, but less so in tone and in concepts. But uh, you don't really know the story. It's not. It, it's it's fed you very very slowly, but it's still very very linear. Mm-hmm. Um, the fighting very mechanic very linear. Very. <laughs> very. Uh, the fighting mechanic is basically as time slows down, you get to set uh, the different actions you want around the different enemies, and then you hit uh, go, and then it does those. And there's only a certain amount of moves you can do. There's three different weapons that you'll have at any given time. A really cool thing that they did is that after you kill a person, um, like a, a boss or an actual person in the game, their soul inhabits your sword and they give you a different kind mm-hmm. of weapon. And that weapon, if you use it as, you can either use it passively, so it's just like a guard for you and it does very different things. You can use it to be an actual weapon, which they're all very different, or you can use it to support a current weapon, which adds like flair to that weapon, like makes it explode in a wider field, makes it bounce off things. And I think that is one of the coolest parts of this game, because I had no idea this, the combat system was going to be what it was. I had seen screens where they did the slow-mo, or the slowdown, yeah. and you kind of do like a, a turn-based strategy, like plot your attack out. Yeah. But the way that the the, the system for your actual abilities in that there's the primary, the secondary, and then like the passive, plugging into yeah. like all that shit. Fucking unreal that they were able to pull that off. Very, very, very cool. And it the stuff, even if you use it in any of those three slots, it still kind of carries the same characteristics. Uh, and then each person, or because each uh, weapon represents a different person, it has a whole backstory for that person. Yeah. And the, the gun or the weapon somewhat relates to the personality of that person and if you use it in different ways like if you use it as your passive or as your support or as your main weapon it unlocks different information from that person's bio so it encourages you to use them in different ways so you're not just i like this gun with this combo i'm going to use that the whole game Mm -hmm. it encourages you to move things around to unlock more and more of the story that's neat i didn't i don't know if i got deep enough because i haven't played it really since the last show when we talked about it, I've done like two hours or something. Yeah, which the game's not even that long. Yeah. So two, I like I think it's an eight-hour game. Okay. Uh, the music is good. I, I would say the soundtrack in general. There's maybe two songs 
that I really liked, and the rest all sound like background music to it me. Just all washes over. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is it's different. I know it's we shouldn't super be comparing it to Bastion, but it's hard when this is the follow-up game to that. Mm -hmm. Where Bastion, like the entire soundtrack, I I really loved. This it's 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 there's two songs that I thought were really good, and the rest is kind of. And there's a hum button. Don't there's forget there's hum, hum button. Yeah. That I just ignored. There's no reason. There's also a flare jump button where you throw your sword in the air and do a little jump. Yeah, yeah. You it's know, cool, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. I don't, you don't, it, you need to use hum once. It does, yeah, but um, the hum, the humming plays into the story a little bit. That she doesn't have a, vo a voice anymore. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna try to avoid spoilers completely. It's, it's in the it's in the but it's up. yeah that's in the very very beginning. Uh, I will t say, I played the whole game. I don't think I'm a dummy. I think I understand about 85 percent of the plot, and I don't think I'm ever gonna get that extra 15 percent. Yeah, that's what I've heard is ever. people who beat it seem to kind of be in the same boat they were at the beginning, which is the world is incredible. I, I didn't really connect with where the story went or how it wraps up or what they were trying to tell me. Yeah. The the big themes of the game, unknown. Okay. And if you kind of guess what they are, you're like, that's not really a good message or like, I don't, you know, I don't know if I want, like, if I support that really. There's some really dark moments, which is cool that uh, they took this story me. there. I don't, I don't think there's anything that they could be like trying to... Like, tell me that I'd be like, I don't approve of, like, that message or anything. I just want them to fucking tell me what it is. Uh, well, I think the reason you're saying that is is one of the biggest flaws of the game is that they spoon-feed you so slowly with the plot that you'll play for two hours and you really won't understand that much more than when you play at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And all you're getting, since you're not really getting story, you're just getting, go here, kill these people then go here, kill these people. And you can't go anywhere else but forward. Like, very, very linear. Mm -hmm. Now, the the actual killing stuff is very cool, I thought. Uh, and the art is beautiful. Like, yeah. the backgrounds are gorgeous. The characters, the sprites are really different and very cool. You don't really understand most of the bad <laughs> guys, so that's a little confusing, but you know they're bad, so you I kill was kinda, them. I was kind of bummed that they all fell in line with the design aesthetic of the process no later they they change a little bit okay yeah so the process is the bad guy yeah um and it's there's a lot of like computer code reference that i thought was neat too yeah <laughs> which which phil it actually does match the storyline later mm -hmm. you kind of understand why why it's like that um but the process are you know that's another computer term um, and then all your weapons have like the coding, the brackets. Yeah, the bra code brackets on it, or so. the parent parentheticals. Mm -hmm. um, and the turn, it, your turn where you set things up is like turn and then parentheticals. Like so, it's an operation that you're running. Yeah, it, it almost looks like you're coding as you're coming up with like your your play or whatever. Yeah. Once so, uh, so the yeah, so it's there's all that coding. Um, lingo and the artwork is really good. The fighting system feels good. I like it. It's a nice mix between uh, an action RPG and a tactics game. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't expect it to rely so heavily on the tactics part of it. Oh, because uh, I mean, you can walk around and swing without being in the slow mo mode. Sometimes that it's advantageous. Yeah, but you I get just more hits in. Right, and because yeah. it, it doesn't wear down your bar as much or something like that. Yeah. But here's my biggest problem. 
I think stems to them wanting to use a Bastion narrator again. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't love that Transistor was talking to me all the time. Yeah. I didn't love that. For whatever reason, it felt different versus in Bastion where the guy was talking to you from, like, an ethereal place and, like, talking to the, the player of the game versus this guy is here telling me what's right in front of me because my character can't talk. Yeah. It's something about it was more irritating i don't i don't for like lack of a better word i don't know what it was i I will say something in its defense but also something that's also not in its defense in its defense just comparing it to bastion the narrator in bastion was almost omnipresent and he was like lending insight because he was coming from a place of knowledge Mm -hmm. this is different because the sword doesn't really know that much more than you Mm -hmm. so it is just kind of describing things as they are which is kind of the negative which is like i don't really need that i'm watching the game yeah well it's, you it's could the feed f- me the information somewhat differently yeah it's like why does he feel like he needs to comment on everything yeah i think was the point but it's in there because that's how they're going to slowly give you these you know droplets of a story something about it he's fine i like that they tried to make him sound different but i feel like that was just something they wanted to include because that was such a high point from bastion yeah I, I think a lot of the sword too, you know, without giving anything away, a lot of the problems that exist in the plot are because of that mechanism where it seemed like they really wanted that talking sword thing, mm-hmm. but it kind of screws up a lot of stuff. Okay. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, it does direct the, the plot a little bit, but it also comes in conflict with the, like, with the universe in big ways. Mm-hmm. That's kind of frustrating. But, um... Even though I didn't necessarily understand all the story, it was still pretty cool and it's very original. And when I finished it, I immediately wanted to play it again. Okay. Like, I'm going to play it again in... You can replay it where in you... the plus mode? Yeah, in the plus mode where you basically start at the beginning with all the weapons that you had um, at the end of the game, but everything, like, ramps up super hard. Oh, okay. And because it's only eight hours or so, yeah, you bad. can play it again. Um, it doesn't ever feel like it's dragging. Um the first two hours I almost didn't want to play after an hour and a half because uh, it's so linear and it it almost feels like there's all you're doing is uh, going here then here then here then yeah. here then here and like you're, you're following this tunnel that they block off every couple feet with another process battle yeah and I think part of that is that they do that sort of victory screen after every fight yeah oh they do yeah it almost feels like you're progressing through levels while you're walking through this place it doesn't feel like a world it feels like oh i'm playing a video game and i think you described it the best when you said it feels like a two-hour tutorial because you're not getting much uh story in there it's Mm. just like fight this then fight this. it it was that i didn't feel like the game had started or it had started that was it Yeah, yeah yeah so and i think part of that is because they dish out this everything so slowly because they're being so cryptic about everything i mean my impression of this game is this is super giant's masterpiece okay everything about it the art the acting the the world the dialogue the systems the mechanics the everything everything individually is so fucking awesome but when put together they were so in their own headspace with this and flying high off of Bastion and how amazing everybody thought it was that they just, no one reeled them in. Yeah. 
you know like yeah, it's they, tough when you're when you have such a good success and a great you just team assume that all of your instincts are correct from then on and it's like and for the most part they were and i think yeah. you know and i i would 100 percent recommend this game yeah no i think everybody should play it i just their next game isn't going to be as ambitious as this one because because like, they're getting burned, you think, or just because? No, I think they, they got it out of their system. I think because they put so much into this one, and they found out that putting more into the game doesn't make it better. You know, no one is playing this thing. And be like, this is amazing. This is another bastion. This is, you know. I think this is a perfect example of. Uh, so the Metacritic was eighty-three and eighty-four, and a lot of the reviews there. I mean, of course, there's nines. And there's no tens really, yeah. But a lot of them are eights, and I think this is an eight game. Yeah, nobody wants to not like this. No, and that's the crazy thing is everybody has something they did not like about this. No one really wants that to be the focal point of what they're talking about. But they're not walking away from the game being like, "I fucking love this game." I'm just terrified of the dearth of red sword porn that's going to be pouring out. Oh yeah, I'm going to look for that after we're done. I mean, of course. You, that's the other danger of making an indie game with a female protagonist. <laughs> People are going to jump all over that sure. immediately and be like, hey, how can I fuck this? <laughs> so <laughs> I want to fuck that sword. What do I so, do? <laughs> yeah. What, what do I do here? How do I... What? Is there somewhere... Do swords can, have dicks? I'll give my I money. Know. I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's like the Tomb Raider thing. Oh, nude patch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to buy that game now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... It, it makes all her clothes tan-colored and then just draws two little nipples on it. Oh, perfect. Love it. I'm so erect right now. <laughs> I, I think the next one, uh, you know, they're going to continue to move along in, like, this this trajectory. They're going to do this type of game again, but they're, they're going to realize, like, this is... It's too artsy. It's too artsy. So one of your big fears was that they would do Bastion again. Do you feel like that was recognized? I think with the voice of Transistor, yeah. And, you know, but not be if they wouldn't have made everything so similar to bastion they probably could have told the story of transistor better okay so if they would have if they wouldn't have felt like they had to put the narrator thing in there then red probably wouldn't be voiceless yeah then we wouldn't have all the parts that like really irritate us you know it's so i i did not feel like i was playing bastion when i was playing no 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 when you're when you're fighting absolutely not but even the story and all that like i thought they did a really good job of distancing themselves i could still see where bastion was in the uh, creation of this game yeah but i i thought they did a really good job and you know the one thing that i would will say about the narration is i would rather have the sword talking than her talking because i think that would be really irritating i think i would a just voice over i think i would just rather not have someone needing to tell me that's true little bits like make your info dumps bigger and more important maybe they were just afraid that people wouldn't want to read because there are all kinds of info dumps all over the place like there are monitors that you can read off of like i said earlier when you can unlock descriptions of these people that populate the world that are now inside your sword that are right. weapons mm-hmm. but uh, I could very much see a lot of people not finding it as cool as me that you have the access to the world about the information. Yeah. And they're not caring about those kind of storytelling devices and just being like, I just want fucking spoon fed. Just give it to well, me. Well, I think what it is too is they, since they are so slow about spoon feeding you the, 
the story you're in. Yeah. I didn't care as much about digging deeper because I wasn't given like the taste. Okay, so you needed a little push before you. Yeah, I needed went to know deeper. why this place was cool because you, other than that, I don't know why I need to keep reading into it. Yeah, that's true. You no, know, I, I understand that. And it's tough because I think everything they did was amazing. I just don't think it it coalesced in a way that. Yeah, a lot. A lot of storytelling is finding empathy, and even if it's, even if it's empathy, like you can understand in in the sense that you understand a character, even if you don't like that character, if you can find some yourself inside them, mm -hmm. then you're gonna want to watch them. You're gonna be drawn to them, um, or if you find them attractive, it, it's either way. Well, yeah, in, in, there you, guys, yeah, there you know, guys. the sword but, is hot. The sword is hot. But in in a game that doesn't give you um, characters off the bat there's no real empathy you know you can even find empathy in in an object you know like the companion cube right if if there's enough of the world built around it and there's interaction with it in a way that builds personality but here it, it you don't get that very quick like I, even at the end of the game i don't have a sense of red and even the actions that she took at the very end i was confused okay you know like intellectually i understood but on an emotional level, I just I couldn't relate to the way that the character emotes. So right, I'm gonna have to finish that, it. That and problems then, it. Yeah, we'll have to do like a spoiler cast or something. So, did you have anything else you wanted to to say about it? Not really. Yeah, not really. Overall, uh, I think it is a good buy. I think it's one of the better games uh, this year. I think you can easily wait till Steam sale. <laughs> yeah, I you know, well, the this next is one. A Steam sale game. The next one's definitely not going to be this weird though. I, I I will promise. Oh, the next Supergiant game. Yeah, I yeah, can promise. They'll they'll tone it down. They're going to make a phone game that's a bejeweled knockoff. They'll make well, they'll make Transistor as a phone game first. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And then they'll do like Bastion X Transistor. The, they're just going to shake as much money out of this tree as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I half expected the ending of Transistor to tie into Bastion. You know what? It doesn't, but it'd be really fucking cool if it did. And I know you think that's lame. <laughs> no, I'd like it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it has nothing to do with okay, it. That's it's totally moment. different. That's why I, I do think they really swung for the fences in making this as different from Bastion as possible while still keeping a little bit of the flair. Yeah. So overall, yeah, recommend. But wait till it's on sale. It's it, it played for eight hours. It's really cool. Um, but it's it's... Do some drugs, it's, smoke some weed. No, no. Interpret the story. Drugs are bad. <laughs> drugs are bad. Right. But uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. But that's the game. It's it's not the best game. It's just a it's just a really good game. Yeah. Okay. Let's give away. Uh, did I give away Tropico Four already? No, not yet. Let's give away Tropico Four because so, Tropico Five is out now. So we've been talking about guessing what the games are based on their names. I'm gonna guess Tropico Four. <laughs> Is Tropico three but better? Is it's yeah, essentially. Did you ever play the original Tropico? I I I think I played it for like five minutes. I I didn't. I I don't think I paid for it. And I think they looked like, um, you know, all those other like Age of Empire Civilization type games where you're just building stuff. Yeah, up. but it's more Sim City y. Like Sim it's not a fighting one. Yeah, simulation ones. Whereas like I I have so many of those games already. This, oh, okay. I don't need a new one, so I, but I'm sure it could be really good. I don't but know. The original Tropico, it yeah. was it was always like the underdog to SimCity in that... Like it was not, a ripoff? Is that what you mean? It was a ripoff, but it did new things because you could you were running like that Cuba, you know, third, third-ish, world-ish yeah. uh, country. But, uh, you, so you could like assassinate people that weren't 
dissidents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could like sweep stuff under the rug. <laughs> so it was SimCity with a little bit more corrupt. I didn't even get that far into it to get that. Yeah, I just saw like, oh, I'm building stuff. It's super neat and like tongue in cheek, and you know, like all the the logos of it. There's that Fidel Castro yeah, looking dude with yeah, with big cigar, with like rockets taken off of his Cuba and all this stuff. It's it's pretty neat. I don't, I didn't really get into the ones that moved into 3D. Mm-hmm. I've heard five is awesome, mm-hmm. and that's the one that just came out. It is, uh, I think it's only forty bucks, brand new. But the fact that they're still making Tropico games blows my fucking mind. There's a market for it. I yeah, guess. I maybe I'll try because I've I've bought all Beloved of these franchise. I bought three, played it for a little bit. I'm like, mm, I, I I don't know how to do this one. Four, I I did they got do in, what Civ did and like completely change the the you know to hexagons and then they changed no it just went to 3d because before that was like age of empires like sprite based yeah which i think you could still rotate it but everything was still sprites but the actual gameplay moving things other than it's 3d is it pretty much the same i think so it's just more complicated like more stuff is just the more refined version of the 3d mode of uh tropico yeah and so, then five is the one that just came out that i guess is the best version of course so, so we're giving you the second best yeah for free for free cz cfr h-a-y-j-e c4c33 c4 in there c433 that's because this game's explosive <laughs> yeah everyone loves that in the room <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I've never played the game. Uh, yeah. I've, the original Tropico is on sale on GOG all the time. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Still. Okay. It's great. Okay. We're not giving that one away. No. No. Fuck you. You pay for that one we're yourself. We're giving you the third best one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's probably great. better than, than Tropico 1. I just love how their little like squishy looking dudes just walk around and you can... It was like roller coaster tycoon. You could click on them and see what they're thinking. Oh, yeah. I really wish I had a place to live. I'm like, shut up! Assassinated! <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Get out of my island. Yeah, you know it's an island. You could leave, bro. It's. it's I mean, you can't leave because I'm not going to let you, but you could leave. It's almost like a political cartoon um, in that you have the people who live on your place, and it's kind of dirty and gross, and then you want to get tourists to come, so you have to build all the tourist shit away from the actual poverty the of your... Gravity, uh, yeah, yeah so you, sadness. So you can get money into your island, but they are not actually going to see how you like you cheap out on all their shit, and your mansion is huge. Like, it's kind it's of... It's the Sochi. It's the Sochi Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, I we like, killed all the stray dogs, and we moved all the homeless people 100 <laughs> miles outside of And we town. killed all the stray homeless people. <laughs> yeah. I like Tropico a lot. Let's just say they're on a big farm. They have all the space they want to run around. <laughs> they go to the same place the Chex Quest teleporter takes them to. <laughs> That's right. An unbearable hell that no one has, can even conceive. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, again, the only thing we ask for the free game is that you send us a review uh, or to our, our wazpod at gmail.com, mm-hmm. the wazpod group on Steam. You could post it in a comment there or put it on a comment on the Explosive Magico feed on iTunes. Yeah, with a five-star review. With Yeah, you need the five-star review. So uh, we are also going to try and start doing some either streaming or just posting a video. I'm still trying to figure that out. I got XSplit running, but I don't think I have fast enough upload speed to stream from my house. Uh, but we did send, set up a WazPod Twitch, Twitch account. channel. So it'll either be up there or we'll just post it on the Explosive Magical YouTube if we record something. Yeah, uh, we'll give you plenty of notice once we figure out the logistics. Of yeah, if we're going to exactly do actual live do live ones. But um, do you want to you talk about some green light before we go? 
Sure. Uh, Would we come up with like a, a a segment name for this? Like, let's talk about Arby's Greenlight Games or something. Yeah, because we've had so much success with our other theme songs that exist. Let's let's greenlight dive with Ari. Uh, we'll come up with some catchy name. I think I probably as a pun. That's a terrible name. <laughs> we'll come up with a good one. Okay. Or at least passable. That's not. <laughs> At least something that's not fucking embarrassing. That's just not, yeah, God. Sure. Uh, yeah, so I had some time. Um, Let me pull these up. While you yeah, that'd be great. So I had some time. I was going through uh, Greenlight. So Greenlight is Steam's like potentially publishable games. They're games that you have to pay, I think, like a hundred bucks, and then you get your game on Greenlight, where people can view the pitch, view a demo. And get a little background on it, and then decide whether the game is going to get um, put in Steam's actual published games section. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of games have made the transition from uh, Greenlight to very like, successful... Risk of Rain. Risk of Rain. Risk of Rain was a Greenlight. Um, other games made it, and nobody bought the game, because they're terrible. <laughs> so, they're- amazingly enough, even though you have to still spend... A uh, hundred dollars or so to get your game there. <laughs> There's some some <laughs> some stuff on here, man. <laughs> There's some real choice biddies, real real choice play. I want to save this one because this one's great. What's um, the one you? What's what's first? I'll I'll look it up and we can give you the pitch for it. Uh, I do you have that email I sent you with them? Because I didn't. I they were such long links. Some of them did not work. Oh okay. Uh, hang on. So we'll talk about the ones that do work. <laughs> uh. Basically, even though you have to pay $100, many, many, many of the games... Well, let's just say first 150 games or so are posted every day to Greenlight. So there's just a huge, huge volume of games. What was the email that you sent to them? Uh, probably Wazd is in the subject. Um, but then on top of that, most of those games are clones. Yeah. Of, well, clones of terrible games. Like... Uh, I'm gonna make a Gianni Sisters clone, even though that's already a knockoff of Mario Brothers. Or like, I'm gonna make the most generic, shitty first-person shooter that is nothing new and looks worse than the worst first-person shooter you've ever played, <laughs> even a hundred years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I got something to say, and I'm gonna spend some money to get some eyeballs on this project. All right, first up on your list, uh, we'll find this game called Dead Forest. Do you want to introduce this one? Because I, you know, I know you love the horror games. I do love horror games. Yeah, this you're you're kind of that's your jam is <laughs> violent and horror games. Well, you know, with bullet points like very very big world, um, inventory. That, that that's one of the selling points. That there's day and night. Uh, the skeleton logo is fucking amazing. So okay, just to paint a picture for you, this game looks like fucking garbage. <laughs> It looks like. Come on, you're trying hard. It looks like Inside the Mind's Eye 3D, like videos that they used to play back in 1992, <laughs> where you're like, oh, the future of 3D is incredible. Yeah, yeah. But it's just vectors and. Everybody it looks moves like super robotic. Super robotic. We got a couple announcements here. Um, like, as crappy looking. Uh, all right, they're in Russian. Possible. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is a straight out of Russia game. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna vote it up, all right? I, you know. Let's let's throw some bones to these guys, or you know, try to get some really great stuff published on Steam. Mm. Um, yes, I would buy this game if Dead Forest actually came out. They're on version one point seven. Wow, and this game still looks like trash. <laughs> it's a survival game. It's a survival game set in a terrible-looking universe. 
which is a direct ripoff of every survival game that's ever come out. Well, here here's a really quick blurb uh, from them. They're saying the release date is April 2015. Uh, here's the, their blurb of what Dead Forest is. A game where you have to survive. Keep in mind there's no capitals, punctuation periods, anything. Game reflects the reality after the apocalypse. Wait, wait, Joey, will you read it in Russian accent? This is game where you have to survive. That's, like, sweet. I don't know. Okay, let's cut that out. Go, go back to normal. Back to normal. This is game where you have to survive. Game reflects the reality after the apocalypse. Actions occur in extinct forest. What's that mean? I don't know. I think that's the skeleton. It's just oh, a bunch okay. of skeletons. In this forest are many homes, but beware anomalies. Ooh. Gather herbs, food to survive. So it's an extinct forest, but it's still full of herbs. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of herbs and anomalies. Oh, there's some herbs in the yeah, pictures pictures here. pictures of herbs. Uh-huh. I like that the bulk of their screenshots are... Um, just foliage. Yeah, yeah foliage. random foliage. Well, that's why 2015. You know, the first step of any game creation is foliage. <laughs> yeah, well, they got the very big world in the inventory already, so we're all set. The inventory, I mean, the inventory just looks like a ripoff of every... The, I mean, I don't know. Well, I'm well, I'm excited to play it when it actually gets greenlit, because that's impending. <laughs> There's um, a lot of people saying to vote for this. You know what? I bet a handful of those are Russian. people who actually want to see it, though. You know, like that thing that that skeleton, like ooh, a dead forest with the dead skeleton. Forest. Just the name alone. I'm super into forests, and I love dead stuff. <laughs> this is gonna be my game. All right, let's do another one. What was the Carl's? Uh, Carl's Kooky Warehouse, I think it was called. Carl's Kooky Warehouse, but those are uh, crazy K's. Carl K's. Yeah, Car- K. Yeah. So when you're looking this up, K, that's important. Carl's, and then Kooky is also with a he's, K. He's German, clearly Carl Warehouse. He was so close to Carl's Kooky Clan House. <laughs> With all those K's. Yeah. So tell me about Carl's Kooky, Kooky Warehouse. <laughs> so this game, I'd, I mean, I'd actually play this game because, again, it looks like trash, but it's in, like, the MS Paint-looking trash where it's 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 kind of I think funny. trash is a little harsh. It's a little harsh, yeah, yeah. This one, they spent a little bit of time making it kind of cartoony, it looks like a hard ripoff of every like Atari, uh, Donkey Kong type. It of looks game like a Commander mixed Keen mixed with. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Mixed with Commander Keen because this is only one screen that you're running around like a Donkey Kong. But oh, the hey, there's a guy called the Butler whose face is a butt. Oh, that's pretty kooky. Okay, okay, now I'm sold. <laughs> um, oh, that looks that looks neat. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take back the trash looking. This game looks fantastic. <laughs> Regardless of what it looks like, there looks like there's a fuckload of art. There's a, oh, there's a lot of art. It, it, yeah, it, the the Commander Keen part is where it looks like there's levels where you jump over sprites and stuff like that. It looks kind of. Uh, you have to unlock two player co op. It says unlock two player co op. Two player co op. Oh, see, I didn't even just give it that much credit. It looks like Extreme, like early 90s version of Extreme. Like, yeah, he's going to be on a surfboard with his hat backwards and like <laughs> flannel and stuff. So Sonic. Yeah. Well, I don't even know. But then there's, a, no, there's no, random like Chester dudes. Cheetos Extreme, like oh, okay. marketing, like really sad attempts at making us Extreme. And then there's dudes whose faces are butts. Yeah. Well, just the butler. This is great. I'll play this. I'm going to yeah. also vote for this. This one I think is a legitimate, legitimate thumbs up green light. Mm-hmm. 
Carl's um, Kooky Warehouse. And let's move on to the last one, which okay. is by far the best one. Yeah, this was my favorite. I am I'm genuinely excited for this to get greenlit. <laughs> Sloth. <laughs> I quest. really want it. Want, everyone has to go and greenlight this. I've already clicked the greenlight button. Oh, thank God. Yeah, your finger should just automatically slide over to that <laughs> accept button because this is Sloth Quest. Here's what. Whoa. That's some Sloth Quest music we got going on. Oh, you know what? And I would say there's a good chance that Carl's Cookie Warehouse and Sloth Quest are Game Maker games. I don't know that for sure, but <laughs> Carl's sure we- looks like everything that you thought would be bad coming out of Game Maker. <laughs> That's sure. Like everything you, you're like, oh man, people are just going to make this to make really garbagey side scrollers. Like Carl's Cookie Warehouse. Carl's Cookie <laughs> Warehouse. Here's a, their uh, write up. Challenging games such as GURP and Sexy Hiking. You know those games everyone plays and knows about. What the fuck is Sexy Hiking? <laughs> Let's look that one up. All right. Sexy Hiking, man. Sloth Quest takes a twist on the typical platformer by allowing you to climb like a sloth. This sentence this that precedes this is the best sentence that's ever been written about a, a game before. <laughs> Your sloth has been wronged by the other animals of the jungle, and it's time to seek justice. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Let's get justice, man. But the best part is when you actually look at the game and see what he's doing, it's the most apathetic, like... It's just a little gangly-armed sloth guy trying to, like, fly around slowly and avoid crocodiles, eat toads. Uh, Oh, no, he's feeding the toad to the alligator. That's awesome. You know, sometimes you'll pull a, a, a dangling vine and it might be a snake. Or it might be a cheetah that... In a tree. <laughs> in a tree. That just rips you apart. Like, blood comes out. Mm-hmm. I want to play this. Oh, yeah. Joey just gasped because he just saw the customization. <laughs> <laughs> Full customization, folks. That sloth is in a space outfit. Full custom. You can make him look... What? Like nothing. <laughs> what? Just <laughs> There's this loss fighting a Balrog. Dude, this looks fucking incredible. I can't wait for this game. <laughs> Most anticipated game that might not ever come out. I'm going to email SlothQuest and see if we can talk yeah, to him. Yeah, if we can get him on the show, that'll be a big boon for <laughs> Waz. This looks great. Lumatap. All right, That's Lumatap. The, but yeah, everyone go on Greenlight. We're pimping other games now. Go on there and 100%, I say... Don't even click on Dead Forest. Don't look at Carl's Kooky Warehouse. They're trash. This game needs to be made Sloth Quest. And the best part is you have uh, different keys for each arm. Oh, okay. So I generally don't love those, but I'm I. This looks like it'd be a fun. This, I mean, it's like Mountain Your Friends. I like. So they're they're not all. You're willing to make an exception for Sloth Quest? Yeah, they're not all. It doesn't doesn't look. Uh, it looks like it's more to it than. Uh, Surgeon Simulator. Yeah. It, it looks, uh, it looks I'm, like I'm hypnotized. It's bad successor radio. Successor <laughs> to uh, Octodad. This will be better than Octodad. Guaranteed. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> but it's, it looks pretty great. All right. Now we got to find Sexy Hiking. Do you want to pull Is, that up? Do you think part? that's on uh, Greenlight? Uh, if it's not, we'll check Steam and we'll talk, or we'll check Google and talk about it on a future show. Sexy Hiking. Um, but mm-hmm. Lumatap. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Keep man. doing it. So we'll 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 look up sexy hiking and get back to you yeah. on, a, on a future show. Game maker game, sexy hiking. So yeah, um, that's been uh, some segment that we haven't found a name for. But ba- well, the, so you're gonna have to come up with a name for it I'll because you shit on all the ones that I came up with. Yeah, I'll come up with a including name ones that had music with them. <laughs> yeah, well, this mine will have music, man. 
Don't. Let's get green with our reprint. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because I don't want to. I don't want to restrict it to Greenlight. Maybe we'll find some other source of of up and coming games. Maybe um, Desura has its own Greenlight. Does it? No, they let anything on Desura. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'll dig deep on Desura too, and that'll be included. Well, that's there's some alliteration there. I can work with that. Greenlight's like fucking dig, impossible. Deeping, yeah. Deep digger, digging ducks, daga duga, diga diga. This has been WASD episode four. Uh, write to us, WASDPOD at gmail.com. Join us on our Steam page where we give away coupons and, you know, interact with you. The discussions. And uh, if you have advice for the show or you want to just comment about certain shows, and um, we might have like chats or something in the oh, future. Oh, I also posted my Spelunky skin on our page. Oh, that's right. If you want to play Spelunky and have a sprite that looks like Joey, for some reason, for some reason <laughs> you can get that. On our page now. If you hate Joey and want to watch him die in a cave <laughs> like a million times, then well, that's no, for not you. if you're not if you're terrible at the game will die a million times. Don't use me if you're terrible. <laughs> okay, yeah. Qualification on that. Yeah, don't download that if you're terrible. Don't you can't play as Joey unless you've at least beaten Olmec. <laughs> <laughs> so no one's gonna play as Joey. A, I beat Olmec, I could play him. <laughs> but I won't, because I don't want that garbage. I play with Viking guy. <laughs> I don't want that guy. Yeah. Anyways, you can uh, talk. Well, Joey is uh, Clockface at Clockface on Steam. I'm at Dibno, D Y B N O, on Steam. Uh, our email is WSDPOD at Gmail. And uh, please give us reviews on iTunes. Explosive Magical Feed. Yep, I think that's it. Yeah, that's, that's another one in the can. All right, sign us out. Uh, Chumba Wamba. Chumbawamba, everyone. Have a great night. See you next time.